0: Benediction, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 to 25. May God who puts all things together, who makes all things whole, who made a lasting mark through the sacrifice of Jesus, the sacrifice of blood, that sealed the eternal covenant, who led Jesus, our great shepherd, up and alive from the dead, now put you together provide you with everything you need to please Him. Make us into what gives Him most pleasure by means of the sacrifice of Jesus, the Messiah. All glory to Jesus forever and always. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What's God been up to in our world? That would be a question that we end with at the end of Hebrews. We've been reading through this letter Uh, today, sadly, we come to the end of the letter. It's been a great place for me to be. I hope it's been encouraging to you. And we end with this question, well, what's what's God been doing? As we've been reading through this letter, you know, what's the big picture? And so we end with this benediction. God has been making peace in this world. Now, making peace in this sense is not a, a sense of serenity or a sense of no more war. It's the sense that God is putting things together so that things are made whole. It's just like that picture of that jigsaw puzzle. When the fall happened, when, when Adam and Eve made the worst decision they could ever make for humanity, it's as if the world exploded into a thousand pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. And from that time, From that moment, God began to take those pieces that were so blown apart, so fractured, and he began to rebuild this planet. And and it's just, it's accelerating. And again, that's kind of the picture of all these hands in 13 hours. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I don't really like working jigsaw puzzles. And I really think it is because we get all those, I just get disoriented with all those pieces. Susan loves it. No surprise. You're usually married to a person that likes the opposite things that you like. I mean, that's just the way God puts us together. Opposites attract. And so I I look at that and it's just like, wow. But Susan begins to put the pieces together and begins to to build this, this puzzle. Things that are pulled apart cause me distress. Things that don't work, like, Today our car didn't start. The Bo Corny's car didn't start. George is probably just as calm as can be about that. You know, I you know, Nate, I called Nate the only kind of mechanical guy that I know, thinking that he would really give me a lot of help, and he just said, Well, why don't you look it up on Google? Now, how much help was that? I was really expecting more than that. So I did, and it didn't work. And so I, I, you know, I was now out of sorts with Nate because the suggestion he gave to me didn't work. So there's not peace between us yet. And my car still hadn't started with the little thing that I tried. So, I mean, that causes me to stress. I'm, I'm not at rest. Things are pulled apart. They're not complete connected. They're, they're not complete. Some of you have met somebody new today. You've heard a new name. And every name that we hear gets kind of logged away, that Rolodex in the brain. And the next week when you come back, you see that person. And all of a sudden, that Rolodex starts just going. And probably in the five minutes that you want to remember that name, you don't remember that name. But you wake up that night and you think, Dave, that's that name, Dave. And it's because our mind, is, it's created to have this completion cycle. So our minds are wired for things that are completed, not things that are pulled apart. Peace that God's been working is is this thing that He's pulling everything that was pulled apart by sin and rebellion. He's pulling it together. He's making it all whole. So that's what God has been up to. And in the big picture... God doesn't like things that are incomplete either. So when God looked at the old priesthood, and remember, God has the vantage point He can see beginning to end. So He could see the old priesthood that we read about in the Old Testament, that was incomplete without the final high priest, Jesus. So He's now completed the old with the new. When God looked at the sacrificial system, That was was happening in Israel. He instituted it through the Mosaic law, animal sacrifices. He was able to look at that and he was able to see, well, that animal sacrifice, that's not going to be complete. People that participate in the sacrifice of animals to cover their sins, they're not going to feel clean. Their conscience is not going to be washed. That's incomplete. I want to complete it with the sacrifice of Jesus. That'll be the completion. The old is completed in the new. When God looked at the fall of man and the result of that is death, again, God with this vantage point, he could say, you know, what I have created in humanity is incomplete without life. Death is, no, death is incomplete. I want people to experience the completion of eternal life. God's look, he looks at the old, the old is incomplete without the new. He looks at really the Jew is incomplete without the Gentile. The nation of Israel is incomplete without all the nations. So that's what God's been doing. Uh, And that's what we've read about as you've traveled through this letter. It's, It's just that God is making peace in this world, in creation, by putting things together... By making things whole. And he's not done. Sort of. What's, that's the hard thing. Because everything that happened through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus has a finality to it. And that's the second thing that God has done. He is, he's been making a lasting mark on his creation. So though all the pieces of the puzzle aren't actually in place, they are. It's both. Because there's this lasting mark of the sacrifice of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus was the introduction of something in the future into the present that that just kind of recalibrates the rest of this age. It's one of the most phenomenal things to get to. I don't even know if we can grip it or grab it or where, but it's wow. There's a lasting mark. I mean, really, nothing is going to be better than the sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus to to create a completed picture of what God intended. What He initiated with Jesus in His death and His resurrection will bring completion, where it's only a matter of time. The puzzle will be complete. So God has been making peace by putting things together, by making all things whole. He's, been, he's, been, he's made the, the new, the old complete with the old. Uh, it's, uh, it's like, wow. He's made this lasting mark to the sacrifice of Jesus. And in that, he's led Jesus through death, life. So God's led the, the great shepherd who then leads us up and alive from the dead. So in a really general sense, that's the whole point of why we have this book of Hebrews. It tells us the story of what God has been doing, but then it goes to the next place. What is God up to in our lives? What is God doing today? That's the foundation. Now, how does it become practical for you and me? What is God doing in us? Well, first of all, He's equipping us with all we need to do His will. He's equipping us with everything needed for us to participate with Him in pulling things together and making things whole. As you looked at that little video of all those different hands putting that puzzle together, again, there's an image there I want you to grab. It wasn't just God's hands putting the puzzle together. It was God's hands with a bunch of other hands. And you and I are those other hands. God is equipping us to take part In doing His will. What is His will? His will is to put everything back together again that was fractured by sin and rebellion and to make everything whole. To restore but actually improve what He originally created. There is a new heaven and a new earth that's being created. And the finality of that is coming but it's actually happening now, and you and I are being equipped to join God in rebuilding what God intends there to be built. That's awesome. You and I get to join God in putting things back together again. You and I get to join God in making things whole so that you and I then turn around and we become peacemakers. We begin to put things together. We begin to make things whole and we do that through making a lasting mark just like he did through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Most of us recognize areas of our life where we've been fractured. Most of us recognize that you know we're kind of like a jigsaw puzzle and we have all these pieces and and we're separate. But in introduced, being introduced to Jesus, if you just kind of look back over your life, what's been happening in our lives is that all of a sudden these pieces begin to come together. And that was what was so broken. in our lives begins to fit together. And that we move from being separated to being whole. And that's the process that God has all of us in. He's perfecting us is another way that the Bible says it. He's completing us. The ultimate completion is going to be when you and I have a new body. But that new body is not going to come to us till later. But He's changing us on the inside. So eternity is actually already started for all of us. And all of us from the inside out are really being made better, we're, we're being brought together, we're being, we're being led towards wholeness. Now, there's, there's degrees of that. If we get an image of what's happening, we'll say, yes, 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 Lord, keep doing it, keep doing it. An example would be my family of origin was broken, dysfunctional, alcoholic. And through the years of knowing Jesus and seeing Jesus introduce himself to the members of my family, I've seen a fractured family become whole. I've seen the pieces of it, separated, come together. And only Jesus, through his death and resurrection, could have done that. There's nothing else that could have done that. Good counseling is good, but it won't do what Jesus can do. Only the cross and the resurrection of Jesus can put things back together that are broken and can bring wholeness. I've seen it happen in my family. I've seen it happen within me. I think most of us have had some taste of that experience so that you and I are being equipped to join God in doing what He's doing on this planet, in putting things back together that were broken, in making a wholeness, restoring, I love what we discovered in Romans, he's restoring humanity to what humanity was meant to be in the original creation. That's, that's an awesome, our humanity is being restored in Jesus. And then it's not just for us. We get... To help others. We get to join God in helping others put things back together. For others to begin to experience wholeness. For others to begin to to see the lasting mark that the cross and the resurrection of Jesus makes in our lives. And there's all sorts of people all around us that we, we get to share that with. So it's not just for us. It's what God does through us, and we join Him in reaching out to others. And then He's producing in us every good thing that is pleasing to Him. I know at times we all probably wonder, I wonder if I can really please God. I mean, He seems to be rather um, exacting. He seems to be like rather... Perfect uh i don't I don't, I, I'm, I don't really measure up well with my mom and dad. It don't seem like I can ever please them. I kind of failed with my coaches. I don't feel like I could ever please my coach. I can't ever hit the ball the way the coach wants me to hit it. Uh I didn't do all that well in school. I just seemed like I kept falling. I kept missing the mark. My, my last employment review, man, my boss really made me feel sorry because I just wasn't wasn't matching where he wanted me to be. I mean, all of those life experiences maybe undermine us in the the sense that maybe we don't think we can please God. He is producing in us every good thing that is pleasing to him through the power of of Jesus Christ. Guess what? If you're trying to please God, stop it. We can't. Because we don't have to try to please God. We don't have to come up with the three things that God really wants us to. He is producing in us. Where does that tell you the source is coming from? Our hope of glory is Christ in us. It's not us finding the right things in the Bible or doing the right programs or stopping doing that to do this. It's it's a God that is is at work putting us together, making us whole, producing in us the things that are most pleasing to Him. What kind of deal is that? And all we got to do is show up and say, You know, God, left, it, left on my own, I can't please you. In my own strength, I can't do it. So in my weakness, make me strong. I'd rather boast, Paul says about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ would rest upon me. Because when the power of Christ's resting upon us, then He's producing in us every good thing that is pleasing Him. So we can kind of relax. We can let God be at work among us. And we can do those things that are pleasing Him and know that He's really pleased. Remember last week, part of the encouragement was we got to know what the right sacrifices are. The right sacrifice is the continual praise that comes from our lips for what Jesus has done for us. I pray that we would never get over, that God became a man, that He dwelt among us, that He came to give His life in place of ours, that He died our death, and He was raised to live. And I pray that every day, I mean seriously, every day we can say, Jesus, thank you for doing for me what I could never do for myself. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. When we get into that place, that is continual sacrifice of praise from our mouth to our God. That's pleasing to God. Just staying in a place of being grateful for what Jesus has done for us. Can we do that? Because that's where the power is. The power comes from the God who's done the work for us and wants to give it to us. We cannot earn that power. It's his gift to give to us. So God in us, first of all, is equipping us with all we need to do His will. And what He wills in our day, He wills, He wishes, He wants. He wants to put it all back together. He wants to make it whole. The God of peace wants the peace of His kingdom to cover this globe. To touch every heart. And as he does that, he wants to produce in us every good thing that is pleasing to him. So that the bottom line, I mean the whole point of all of this, is wrapped up in this. All glory. All. All glory to Jesus forever. And always. All glory to Jesus forever and always. It's not all glory to us. I'm such a good person. I'm doing what Jesus uh, thinks is really cool. No. All glory to Jesus. All glory to you know our local church, because we you know, we're just we're just really a great local, no. All glory to me because I read my Bible and I attended five Bible studies? No. All glory to Jesus forever and always. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's the yes (laughs) that Hebrews ends with. All glory to Jesus forever and always. Would you like to say that with me on the count of three? One, two, three. All glory to Jesus forever and always. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was fun to do together. Can we do it again? Can we just, I mean, I'm not really into shouting all that much, but this is probably something that we're going to shout one So would you like to stand with me? Just take a moment. Let's just take a moment. Jesus, as we come to the end of this wonderful letter, you've revealed so much to us. And when it really comes down to it, we're just, we just marvel at a God who's able to take a really, really, really horrible, desperate situation. A universe fractured. The height of your creation, mankind, losing humanity. And you've looked at that... And from the old to the new, you have been putting your creation back together. You have been making that which was fractured whole again. And the final, final piece of the puzzle for you was the sending of Jesus. And Jesus did for mankind what mankind could never do for itself. Jesus showed us what restored humanity looks like. Jesus showed us what relationship with God looks like. And then Jesus paid the penalty of our sin. Jesus took the curse upon him. Jesus died in our place so that we would not have to die. He took judgment on himself so that we wouldn't have to be judged. And then he was raised to life He's already begun the new life in, in the new heaven, in the new earth that is coming. And so he's, he's, He really is at the forefront of all that you're doing in this world. And so, Lord, as we come to the end of this letter, as we come to the end of our morning together, I pray that, that every one of us, in some way, some form, some fashion, that are our, our focus, the focus of our thoughts, the focus of our mind, the focus of our eyes, the focus of life, that Jesus Christ would be that focal point. So that as we declare this, this, this simple phrase of praise, that it will, will come from somewhere deep within us. Because we're so grateful that you're putting us back together again. You're making us whole. You've left a lasting mark on us, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, and you send us out to help others discover who Jesus is, to see that he's putting other lives together, that he's making others whole, that he's leaving his lasting mark on our nation, and that nation, and this nation, on this people group, and that people group, on, on my family and your family, my neighbor, your neighbor. You're at, you're at work in this world bringing a new heaven and a new earth. So let your kingdom come, oh God. God, let us see the marvelous thing that you have done and the invitation you give us now to join that work. So out of the depth of us, Lord, with Jesus at the forefront of all of our minds. Hear this praise as we end our time. So together, one, two, three. All glory to Jesus forever and always. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What I want to encourage you to do is as you go about your your, just your weekly schedule. When things are falling apart, remember that there's a God that's pulling it together. When you're feeling like you're fractured, remember there's a God who's making us whole. When, when you begin to lose focus of what, what's, what's the point of life, focus back on Jesus. The lasting mark on our lives is the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And with that resurrection, Jesus isn't far. He's here. And come back to this. Lord, if my, if my life is working this week, I'll glory to Jesus forever and always. If life is just not really working very well this week, i glory to Jesus forever and always. Please, let's not lose sight of the big picture. God is putting it together, and God is making it whole. He will finish it. Let's enjoy going with Him as He does it. Amen? Amen. Thank you.